0: This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Here is your host, Colin Wood. Today on the podcast, we're wrapping up the series that we've been talking about, the temptations of Jesus, and we've identified some patterns, some schemes the enemy used against Jesus that he also uses in our lives. Pastor, you've even talked about uh, last week, how there were, you can find this all throughout scripture where uh, the enemy used the same patterns against different people in the Bible. I loved us talking about that. We talked about ambition. We talked about approval. Uh, we talked about appetite and you talked uh, about co- each of these having a core issue. Today, we're going to talk about developing a game plan, a battle plan. How, how do we prepare so that when the enemy enemy attacks us with these things, we can be ready to defeat him.
1: Yeah, we need a plan. And the the question is, why do we need a plan? Uh, And the reason is because Paul says in Ephesians, when you understand the wiles, King James, the schemes, the plans, the processes of Satan, you're able to stand firm against him. Mm -hmm. We don't fight against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities rulers and authorities cosmic forces in the heavenly places. So when we understand what we're fighting against and what the plan is and how they attack, we're easier to do this and, and it reminds me of uh, growing up watching Saturday morning cartoons. Do you remember do you, you remember the Saturday morning cartoons? Oh yeah. My see, favorite. Yeah, you see the kids today are spoiled.
0: They can stream them.
1: They just stream them. They just get There's on YouTube. No
0: Saturday morning cartoons.
1: You know, Rick told me the other day, we're riding in the car, and my oldest said, you know, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm watching old cartoons that you used to watch, retro cartoons. He's like, retro? They were, they, were, they were real, and they were fresh when I was young, you know, retro cartoons. He said, what were your favorite cartoons growing up? I said, well, uh, the Smurfs. He said, I love the Smurfs. You know, he's back in the Smurfs. <laughs> what what did you used to like? Any any other ones come to mind?
0: Well, my uh parents were a little strict. Oh, so boy. the Smurfs had uh what was the Gargamel. Wizards? Gargamel and Azriel. Oh uh, see, Azriel was the like cat. a demonic name. So oh we, my god. Yeah. Mr. Rogers for us. No, there were some so Thundercats.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That was one of my favorites. Uh
0: G.I. Joe. Jetsons. My personal Jetsons. Jetsons good. I feel like we live in the Jetsons' age, I know. minus they were the flying cars.
1: They were way ahead. Yeah, well, I let's do G.I. Joe. That was one of my favorites, too. Oh
0: my! Uh, you, did you have the figures? Cobra
1: Kai. Oh, gosh. Did I have the figures? Cobra Kai and the base Sergeant everything. Slaughter. Oh, my gosh. So G.I. Joe had a famous saying, oh. and they would say it all the time. There's no doubt. You know, yeah. If you don't know, now you know. And knowing's half the battle. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> and knowing's half the battle. Well, that line clearly shows us uh, why we need a battle plan. In fact, we can take that line to our life. When you know, knowing's half the battle. And so we want to know. Uh, Ephesians 5, I mean, see, Ephesians 6 gives us the battle plan of the armor. But what I want to do is give us a strategy based on what we've learned. But before I do that, I want to show you how the temptations against Jesus by Satan was not just designated to Matthew 4 or even Luke when Jesus is tempted there. No, Jesus was tempted all through his ministry by Satan. Mm. Now you're probably saying, well, where was that at? I mean, yeah, where was I that don't at? see Satan approach him Yeah, in, in, the, uh, you know, in the flesh form or in the supernatural form. Well, Jesus was not tempted directly by Satan himself, but he was tempted indirectly through people. Through circumstances. Okay, so Jesus was tempted by his own disciple at one time. When Jesus says, get behind me, Peter, Uh, get behind me, Satan, he Mm. says at one point. So what we're going to see is that even though Satan is not there, supernaturally, physically, Satan is always tempting Jesus, which is interesting because... I did a study, uh, just a simple study on the internet of the temptations of Jesus in the gospels or the temptations of Jesus throughout his ministry. There was literally nothing outside of these, Yeah, the, you know, the Matthew four passage. Yeah. The wilderness. Yeah. So what I want to do is take the three of them, appetite, approval, ambition. Okay. And I want to just walk through a couple passages to show you how even Jesus and the disciples were continually tempted by these things throughout their ministry.
0: I can't wait for this.
1: Okay, let's go with appetite first. Jesus is going to resist appetite over and over and over. Now remember, appetite is the desire, I need more. Yeah, or I I'll need, never have enough. I'll never have enough, yes, i never have enough. Jesus is a question one time by a guy, I'll follow you. You know, I want to I be with you. You're yeah. the high-flying rabbi I've been waiting for. And Jesus says, bro, listen. or oh, he didn't say bro. He said, he said brother, listen. <laughs> Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. Son of man doesn't have a place to even sleep. Hmm. I know there are a lot of rabbis, Shammai, Hillel, and others around here who have, you know, uh, gold-lined chariots and horses and stables and everything in a big meeting area. I don't even have a place to meet. I don't even have a place to sleep. I'm not the kind of guy you think I am. So he doesn't have a place to sleep. Jesus doesn't even have a coin in his pocket to tell a lesson or teach a lesson. He has to borrow a coin as Peter goes into the water, throws a fish hook, catches a fish, out of the fish's mouth is the exact change. So he borrowed a coin from the fish? He borrows a coin from the (laughs) fish, yeah, right. He actually borrows a donkey to ride into town. He's like, hey, go into town, find the guy, he's gonna let you borrow his donkey, and I'm gonna ride the donkey into town. He has to borrow a tomb to be buried in. He doesn't even have a tomb to be buried in. So everything Jesus has is borrowed, okay? He's a steward in a sense. He doesn't own anything temporally in the world. Now, he's gonna teach his disciples the same lesson. And Luke chapter nine, Jesus is gonna send them out on the first short-term mission trip. All right, boys, we're gonna go around to the community and we're going to tell them about the good news that the kingdom has come to the lost sheep of Israel. Mm-hmm. And he says, Mat- Matthew, put the staff down. We're not taking the staff, right? Judas, put the money down, put the bag down. We don't need the, what do you mean? Put the food down, Peter. We're not taking, you know, subway, sand, we're not doing that. We're taking nothing. Why? Because I wanted to teach, I want to teach you dependence. Mm. God is going to provide your needs. So he teaches them to trust the Lord.
0: Even with the miracle of feeding the 5,000, yes. uh, he's teaching them to trust.
1: Yes, that's another one, exactly. Then the the rich young ruler is probably the greatest picture mm. of a man who gives into appetite mm-hmm. and Jesus who resists appetite to give in. And the rich young ruler has an opportunity to cross the threshold of faith and to have entrance into the kingdom of God immediately by mm. doing one thing. And the text says he could not do it for great were his possessions. He yeah, turned Je- away.
0: Jesus put his finger on this area in in the rich young ruler's life yes uh, when he said go sell everything you have
1: yeah he says you have it all but you really have nothing yeah because you miss you're missing the main thing mm. and so appetite we see that now let's move to ambition okay ambition we find in the life of peter we we talked about this earlier in another podcast but peter is very ambitious he's going to be the number one guy i'm the man anytime there's a question asked peter's the first one i'm going to show you you know peter's that guy in class that is always at answering the questions you yeah know. and
0: ambition ambition you said was this lie that i've i will never accomplish enough yes i'm so not, you not doing see enough. that
1: in peter yeah i'm not doing enough so i got to prove that i'm doing enough so yeah. Uh, The the greatest example of this is in the garden. Mm -hmm. Jesus is praying. Judas is lying and conspiring to the religious leaders. He approaches them with the legion of soldiers. They come up, Judas kisses Jesus on the cheek, Peter thinks game on, pulls out the sword, cuts the ear off of the soldier. Jesus is like, what are you doing, Pete? Put the sword down, this is not why I came. Mm. And what Peter's thinking is, he's thinking, Jesus, I'm ready for this show to get started. Yeah, You've been dragging your feet for way too long, boss. I've seen you raise the dead, I've seen you walk on water. You can take out this legion of soldiers with a blink of an eye, let's get it started. Peace of Israel, destroy the Romans, let's do it. He even shortcutting the process, like want, you
0: talked about last week with ambition.
1: He wants a short Shortcut the process. That's yeah.
0: exactly You don't right. need to go to the cross.
1: Let's get this on. Let's get it on. Yeah, let's get it on. Now, in the feeding of the 5,000, uh, an interesting little insight in John chapter 6, verse 15 Okay, that the others miss or don't, don't share is that after Jesus feeds the people, they realize that this is the prophet, Deuteronomy 18, 15. This is the prophet, or Deuteronomy 15, 18, one of the, 18, 15, 15, 18. In the Old Testament, God says, I will raise up a prophet like Moses for Mm -hmm. you. They say, this is the prophet. We've Mm -hmm. seen this. He's like Moses. Moses made us sit down in the wilderness. Jesus made us sit down. Moses gave us manna from heaven. Jesus, they, they see it. And it says, they came to Jesus, tried to take him by force to be king. Wow. Now, why is that ambition? Because they are trying to get him to circumvent and shortcut the process. Jesus could have just said, okay, it's over. Let's do this. Yeah, and God's like, no, no, no there's a whole other plan here, okay? Wow. So the final one is approval. And the approval, I said uh, before, is the one I struggle with with the most. Um, the, the lie you said was, I'll never be enough. I'll never be enough, and nobody will ever accept me, or, yeah. or I, don't, I won't feel worthy enough or yeah. valued enough, yeah. So let's go back to Mark. I mean, this is right out the gate, and Mark Jesus starts in Mark chapter one, by preaching in the synagogue, he heals a man, all of a sudden Peter's like, man, while you're at it, can you come to my mother-in-law's house, she's been sick in bed with a fever, Jesus heals her, she cooks a, a, a Sabbath brunch for him, they eat, actually she didn't cook anything because they don't eat, on the side. but anyway, so she, she, she takes care of them. people come to the home, Jesus heals late into the night, he wakes up, verse 35, early in the morning. Hmm. And early in the morning, it says he went to a desolate place and Mm -hmm. there he prayed. Simon comes and finds him and says, Boss, you're never gonna believe it. Game on. The whole crew's out there. Wait, the town people, uh, townspeople were talking about you. Uh, the local paper set up the the Channel Four news is rolling. The worship team's already played. The mic is ready. The crowd is pumped. They're on their feet. They're chanting Jesus, Jesus. Come on, let's go, boss. This is it. Probably not that. But yeah, I was gonna say. Probably, I don't remember that. Probably part. not. Yeah, that's not it. But 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 basically, he's saying this is it. We're gonna show them who you really are. We're yeah. gonna get approval, affirmation. Jesus says this line, I want you to read it, that baffles Peter. I mean, if I could see him, if there would have been a TikTok video or a meme of Peter's face you know, when he- maybe in heaven, Jesus will say, let me go back and show you some of these. Now, mm-hmm. That would, be, that would cool. be really cool. That by would the way. be awesome. Thank Please, Lord, please. Let me go back and show you on high definition. In fact, let me bring you there Ooh, in the flesh. That would be cool. And you can watch from the grandstands Peter's reaction when <laughs> I said this line or watch this line. Verse 37, when they found him, Peter says, everyone is looking for you. Watch uh-huh. what Jesus says. Read the next line.
0: And he said to them, let's go on to the neighboring villages so that I may preach there too. This is why I've come.
1: What? Wait wait a minute. Jesus said, listen, forget the crowd where everybody knows me. Let's go to the next town where nobody knows my name because that's why I came. Yeah, I would like
0: to see Peter's face. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go in anonymity and obscurity. So
0: I'd love to see Peter's face. So it sounds like, Pastor, what you're saying is the first the first step of the strategy is we've got to recognize what the temptation is. And it's amazing to me as you're pulling out these different opportunities that Jesus had to either give in to one of these temptations or his followers did give in to these temptations that I might not have ever... Um, Ever recognize that on on my own, and so we we've, we've got to be able to recognize um, how Satan is attacking us. I, I, I do want to to say that the, these lies from Satan um, are, are 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 so deadly because uh, they're so close to the truth. Mm. Um, I, I remember you saying that that when Satan lies about. God, uh, he's uh, specifically in your own life with approval. You, you say, God couldn't love me unless I do enough things. Yeah. Uh, there are
1: three lies that he's going to tell us. Yeah, we'll, yeah, pick, re- we'll, well, let's pick it up when we get back okay, because good, I, I want to, I'm so eager to yeah, hear. Yeah, No, these. no, this is good, but let's <laughs> pick up the lies. Like you're saying from Satan toward us of a narrative in our head.
0: Okay. So after the break, you tell us these three lies.
1: Are you struggling with the fatigue of ministry post-COVID? Have you experienced some fruit but hit a plateau in your life or even your church? Could you benefit from a group of like-minded leaders who can help you achieve your God-given potential? Being a church leader is more challenging today than it has ever been, and the pandemic hasn't made it any easier to lead. We now have a whole new set of problems to deal with as church leaders that will require new solutions. With this in mind, we developed the Replicate Collective. This is a close-knit group of church leaders who want to help you and your church unleash your God-given potential. Members of The Collective will interact with premier church leaders, men like Will Mancini, David Platt, Pete Scazzaro, and many others. Members of The Collective create catalytic clarity for their church and personal lives. They participate in weekly huddles with like-minded church leaders. And you'll get personal coaching from me and the Replicate team. If you're interested in applying to join The Collective or simply want to find out more, head over to ReplicateCollective.com. ReplicateCollective.com. We have limited spots, so you want to check it out today.
0: Today we're talking about a game plan, a battle plan. How do we... Fight these temptations, these schemes of the enemy that they're as they're coming against us. Um, For the last few episodes, we've been talking about the scheme of uh, approval, of appetite, and of ambition. And in this first part of the strategy, Pastor, you, you said we've got to identify the temptation. We've got to figure out what is this issue that we're dealing with. And right before the break, you said that the enemy uh, uses three different lies in your own life that might be helpful for us. So what, what are those lies that you were referencing? Yeah. So
1: there's a lie about God. There's a lie about life. And there's a lie about self. Okay. And okay, so now is where the deep work's going to come in in your own life. You're going to have to audit your own life. I hate the deep work. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) likes deep work, but that's where the the change comes from. You're right. So something happened in all of our lives, either when we were children, either when we were uh, teenagers or in college or young married or young single, where something set us on a trajectory where we started seeking out one of these forms or areas of the triangle either ambition, we're gonna work hard, approval, we're gonna see how much we're worth, or appetite, we need more, 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 okay? Mm -hmm. And it's uh, something you can go back to. It was a saying from a father or a discouragement from a classmate or overbearing coach. For me, there's a couple factors, but one of the pivotal points of my life that set me on this trajectory of approval Mm -hmm. to prove that I was worth something happened back in high school. Hmm. So in high school, I had a coach, a basketball coach named Coach Priola.
0: Okay, Coach
1: Priola was uh, about 5'6", so he was a point guard in high school or when he played. I was 6'6", six, six, still am at that time. I was 6'6". Six, six. I was a center. Uh, he didn't know what to do with me as a center, obviously, but more than that, I was hyperactive. I was unmedicated and undiagnosed by my parents, and there was no medicine back then for me, so I was... <laughs> Uh, let's just say a handful (laughs) it it was the end of the period I mean end of the day I was worn out and it was hard for me to focus I didn't make his life easy and I was literally uh, um, a thorn in his flesh let's just say (laughs) this man I I don't know if people could hate somebody uh, all the time but he just seemed like he hated me all the time
0: teachers are not supposed to hate no
1: well he was a coach maybe you
0: just perceived well, hate. I'll tell you a
1: couple stories, you tell me. <laughs> okay. So, okay. uh one time I was uh on the bench. This guy would yell at me so much that he was so used to program to yell at me that my mom used to record the games on that old VHS tripod with the handle and, you know, you remember those days. Oh yeah. move the camera around. And she showed me a tape after the game. Priola was yelling on the floor, "My name, Galady, what are you doing?" And uh, I'm sitting down on the bench, uh, <laughs> right down front. He, he just assumed. He just assumed was when the ball up, got kicked out of bounds, it was it was, it was gality, Yeah. <laughs> so back then, I didn't make his life easy because my role model in basketball was Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, we wanted to be like Mike. Of course. I watched the games. I saw him in person a couple times. The
0: McDonald's commercials. McDonald's
1: commercials. Be like Mike. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan's playground. Come fly with I mean, you could tell all of it. Yeah, so the Wheaties, the uh, boxes. I I had it all. Did you stick your tongue out when you were playing basketball? Uh, No, I couldn't get to the stick of the tongue, but I had the same height as Michael Jordan. Okay. Which which you would think, you know, we're both the same height. You could probably do the moves. The only problem. No,
0: I wouldn't think that. (laughs)
1: Well, I thought that (laughs) might. Mind. I thought well you know what we're the same height I got this the pre- the problem was the skill set was various was varying okay it was very different than his skill set but it didn't. It didn't prohibit me from trying the moves in the oh, game. Oh yeah, me too. Right? You know, too. behind the back passes and the three six. So uh, I remember one uh, experience vividly. The, we were playing a team. We were down by two. It was going into halftime. Few seconds left. I threw the inbounds ball, or they threw the inbounds ball in, and I was like trotting down the court because my goal was to snowball on defense. Snowball, yeah. Snowball is exactly. like you, 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 you run back slowly so that if your team steals the ball, they oh. can throw it full court but to we you. We called
0: that cherry cherry picking okay cherry picking yeah, okay
1: cherry picking. that's a different term but I would I would wait so I could dunk the ball you know yeah. wide open dunk. and you don't have to run as much I not have to run I didn't like to run at all still don't like to run but anyway so I uh I, I'm snowballing and sure enough the guard of my team steals the ball nice. throws it to me on the wing and I've get, I got the ball and I look toward the goal and there's one guy standing in front of me running toward the goal and it's a guard oh a little guy yeah so here I am what do you think a, I- a layup I think it's time for the poster. The donk. Yeah, I'm going to put <laughs> I'm going to posterize this young this young guard. And so I think in my mind in a split second, you know, seconds left on the clock going uh-huh. in the half half time. Th- there's no time but now. That's better to try the move I've of been working on. So I jump up in the air when I get to the edge of the paint, I turn around 180, my back is to the goal, my face is to the crowd, my hand outstretched taps the other hand. The ball shoots up over my head backward. And it's as if time stood still, to be honest with you. I thought for sure this was perfection. I
0: cannot believe you handled you, – you attempted this – in a game. In a game.
1: One no, on one. One on one. <laughs> packed crowd, stands packed. I still can't believe it. It's pretty fast. Ahead. But listen, I thought for sure it's going, I mean, it's going to be the play of a lifetime. The ball is soaring over my head. Uh-huh. And the next thing I hear is the ball hit the rafters <laughs> and fly over the backboard into the wall. And the buzzer goes off and my feet hit the ground. And at that point, I knew to look over to the bench. Galaxy. And-, and Coach Priola is in a full sprint toward me, which for me at that point, I take off and run as fast (laughs) as I can to the locker room. The team's following the coach. They run inside the locker room. We're wearing white jerseys at Holy Cross. White was home. We get into the locker room. Coach Priola takes his clipboard and his dry erase marker, and I'm telling you, he is so mad. He slams it down on the ground, and the marker hits and shatters. The black marker shatters, and I just remember feeling these wet dots hitting my face and <laughs> my arms and jersey, and we've got sprayed all over. And Coach Priola yells this line out to me, Gallity, I wish you were never born. You can't do anything
0: right." Uh, yeah, maybe he didn't like you too much.
1: <sighs> That's what he yelled. Yeah. Now you did attempt a tip to. It's crazy kind shot. of yeah. It, it's kind of funny now, and like Candy said, my wife. She said, uh, he probably wouldn't be coaching in today's world much longer, but back then, you know, he said it. And he would regularly say things like that. So what happened to me is that voice in my head turned into three lies Mm. about approval, okay? Mm. It was a lie. Satan began to convince me of the lies, a lie about God. God couldn't love me unless I do enough good things, Mm. So unless I'm performing, God doesn't love me. The lie about life is success in life, and some of you are there if you're listening. Success in life is measured by what I do. Mm -hmm. And then the lie to myself is this. I'm only valuable based on what I do. Mm -hmm. So if I don't do a lot, I have little value. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to do is we have to change these false narratives in our mind, and we do that by replacing the lie with a too-good-to-be-true gospel truth. Mm, Okay, That's good. Now, I'm going to give them to you quickly, but basically you can't just get rid of a lie. You have to replace it with something. So you can't just say, I don't want to believe that. You have to replace it with a gospel truth from Scripture. So what I've done is I have memorized these three passages so that I have them on repeat in my mind when the enemy comes and tries to say, man, you're not doing enough, or you're not... Uh, accepted enough, or you don't have enough, then I can quote these to myself. I want to give them to you in rapid fashion here. And again, you can find whatever ones are going to help you. Yeah, once you've
0: identified what the attack of the enemy is, then specific scripture passages, specific truths can speak the gospel into your
1: life. Yep. And the only weapon we have, according to Ephesians 6, is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we're going to wield the Word of God. Mm. Uh, approval is attacked by Ephesians two, one through ten. I've memorized all of it, but you can memorize the key point. And you know this passage. Mm-hmm. You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, find the prince of the power of the air, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love. Here's the key point for by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing, it's a gift of God, not as a result of work. so that no one should boast. So basically, when you're trying to find approval from people, you need to realize that God has already approved or accepted you before you were even created. Mm. In eternity past, God prepared good works for you to walk in, in the future, for you to do today in the present. I mean, it's yeah, just mind-blowing good. to think about. Yeah. The second one is appetite. Mm-hmm. Appetite, the one I love, is Philippians 3, 4 through 8. Paul says, if you want to boast in resumes and what you're good at, I'll lay mine out. Here's mine. Here's mine. Circumcised the eighth day of the tribe of Benjamin. But whatever was to my gain. I now count as loss for the sake of Christ. I love that line. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is you can take all of it. And if you compare it to the joy and the benefit and the salvation I have in Christ, it is not, I don't need anything else because I have everything in Christ. Okay, he says it's garbage. It's garbage, money, material possessions, food, clothes, physique, mm-hmm. accolades, achievements, degrees, all of that compared to Christ. And then ambition. Galatians 6, 14 is a perfect one. He says, but as for me, I will never boast in anything else except the cross of Jesus Christ, which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Here's what I want to leave you with. There are three influences in your life and you only have control of one. Hmm. There's the influence of the devil, Mm -hmm. there's the influence of the world, and there's the influence of yourself or the flesh. Hmm. Now, the flesh unbridled, left unchecked will lead you negatively. Paul says that I do what I don't want to do. I don't do what I want to do. The devil, we can't control. He's going to do his thing. The world is influenced by the devil, the prince of the power of the air. The only voice we have control over is our voice. Hmm. And every person listening, don't miss this, is preaching a message to themselves every single day. Hmm. You're saying what? Well, I'm not a preacher like you and Colin. What are you talking about? No, no. You are preaching a mental message, a narrative to yourself every day. And as Paul Sh- Tripp says, I love this line, no one is more influential in your life than you are. Why? Because no one talks to you more than you do. Hmm. These internal talks. So next time you hear that familiar voice saying, you're not doing enough. You, you're you not accepted enough. Nobody likes you. Or you don't have, you're missing something remind him and uh, remind yourself, no, I am accepted in the beloved before the foundation of the world. I've been adopted, Ephesians 1, holy and accepted in him, blameless before. Just remind yourself of these things and realize that there is a too-good-to-be-true gospel truth for every one of these lies from the enemy. Man, that that is so good. There's a line you use
0: with our church all the time that I think is, so relevant to what you're saying, and and that is you you tell us often that we wanna get into the Word until the Word gets into us. That internal voice, that internal narrative that you're talking about uh, is controlled by what we put in. And so when we are constantly getting into the Word, putting the Word of God, putting the truth of the Gospel into our mind, into our lives, then God can use those things, bring those things to preach the gospel to us consistently. And I hope that this talk has been as helpful for you as it has been for me, uh, being able to uh, think through how is the enemy tempting me right now? How is he attacking me now? And then preaching to myself, the too-good-to-be-true gospel um, so that I can combat the schemes of the enemy. Pastor, let's don't be so focused on uh, how do we preach the gospel truth to others that we forget to preach the gospel to ourselves. Pastor, thank you for your time, for your vulnerability, just helping us understand some lessons God has, has taught you in the past. Listen, if these podcasts are helpful to you and you think they might be helpful to someone else, share it with them. Send them a a copy and just say, hey, listen to this. This was really helpful to me. Uh, You can also do us a favor of of liking this uh, podcast on whatever platform you listen to. That will help it get out to more people. Our desire is to take people on the same journey that God is taking us on. So thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast you can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home group or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org